This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to another episode of the Champion Forum Podcast. Today we are going into part two of a two-part series of time management for our leaders. If you haven't listened to part one of this, make sure that you go back, listen to part one before you listen to this episode. So let's jump right into part two of time management for leaders. The number three step in time management is prioritizing. If you're serious about maximizing your time, it's going to be essential for you to learn how to prioritize. You're going to have to learn how to separate what's important and what's critical. To efficiently execute on any project, you are going to need to decide which stages or components of the project are most important to your business and the impact of each stage or component in the short, medium, and long terms. They all vary and they're all going to have different uh, impacts on your business. Prioritize tasks based off of importance and urgency. For example, look at your daily tasks and determine which ones are important and urgent. If your tasks are important and urgent, do them right away. If they're important but they're not urgent, decide when to do these tasks. If they're urgent but not important, delegate these tasks if at all possible. If they're not urgent and they're not important, set these aside to do it later. Go back to what I said earlier about writing down the tasks for the next day. You should be putting these tasks in categories of, are they important and urgent? Are they important but not urgent? Are they urgent but not important? Or are they not urgent and not important? You put them into tasks. You can color code them. Uh, the app that I have on my phone will color code them for me so that when I show up to the office the next day, I can pull that up and I know what needs my immediate attention. What can I delegate? Uh, what, what can I trust to delegate? And what do I have to absolutely tackle on my own? This will help you live in tight compartments of time, and it'll help you drive efficiency and effectiveness as you prioritize. So in other words, you have to figure out which tasks or activities will deliver the best return of your time. That way you can prioritize these over less important tasks. You will find uh, as you elevate in your leadership career, there's going to be things that happen that you never thought were going to happen, like what you say no to. And we're going to talk about that a little bit with step number four in time management. Set some boundaries. This is so important, especially with servant leaders, because servant leaders just want to fix everything. They want to help everybody. But there is going to be times that you're going to have to let the plates fall. You've ever seen the person spinning the plates uh, at the carnival or on the TV show, and they're running around, they're trying to find which one is going to fall off next, and they run to it really fast, and they spin it a little bit more. At some point, as you go up in leadership and up in responsibility, you're going to have to realize that it's not if plates fall, it's when. What you have to decide as a leader is which ones are you going to let break. If you want your team and your family to let you work in peace, you need to inform them when you're not available. Simple as that. You got to let people know what your boundaries are. You can't just get frustrated when somebody interrupts you, calls you, uh, comes you know, into a meeting. 
you need to communicate with everybody in your sphere of influence what some of those boundaries might be. That's not you boxing everybody out and not having an open door policy. It's saying, look, I have got to lead this organization. I need to lead this team and I have to safeguard these times. Don't be afraid to do that. People can't read your mind. It's up to you to set boundaries when they're necessary. You don't want to sound rude. Uh, be sure to communicate your off-limits policy. Be polite, but be direct. Uh, you have to be direct in this manner because if you're not, people inevitably will take advantage of it. And it's not because they're malicious. It's not because they don't like you. It's not because they, they lack respect or honor. It's because they're chasing after goals too. And they feel like you are a big part of them winning. So it's not that they're just being oblivious, but they're chasing after something too, and they feel like you have the answers. The reality is this, you probably do have the answers. But at this time, like I said, you're going to be letting some plates fall. You have to decide which ones, and you have to set boundaries. At some point in your leadership journey, you're absolutely going to find that your productivity will be more geared toward what you say no to than what you say yes to. Let me say that again. If you are going to be successful in leadership, when you make this shift into leadership, you will be, it is critical that you decide what you're going to say no to more than what you're going to say yes to because everybody wants a piece of the leader. You're the leader. That means you did your job well, you're doing your job well, and everybody wants your help. Learn what to say no to. If you find yourself saying yes to everything in an effort to be an overachiever, you'll soon find that you are rendered ineffective and burnt out. So let me ask you, leader, ineffective and burnt out doesn't sound like key attributes of great leadership. If you are a great leader at work and you're doing that, I can promise you there is something else in your life that is suffering. It's impossible to do it all and create balance. It's simply not sustainable. To make this work, you'll have to make a few things very clear to everybody in your influence. Here's some examples, but you'll need to fill in the blanks as they pertain to your own sphere of influence, but I at least want to get you thinking the right way. Which hours of the day do you not want to be disturbed at all, except in the case of an emergency? Have you ever told your team, look, I'm going in here. I don't want to be bothered unless it's an emergency. You know what you might have forgot to tell them? What's an emergency? Because I can tell you this, what's an emergency to others is oftentimes not an emergency at all to me, at all. What is an emergency? Define that to your team. When you're free to take quick calls or simple requests, when is that? Let your team know. I travel quite a bit. Uh, I've traveled in different leadership capacities. I, I do my very, very best uh, on a Sunday evening or a Monday morning to let my entire team know uh, where I'm going, what I'm doing, when I'm going to be available. Uh, because here's the other thing. As a leader, you're going to be really, really busy, but you don't want to seem unapproachable. If people know ahead of time that you're going to be busy and you're not, your response times aren't where they need to be, they're not going to think that you are unapproachable or unreachable because you've already communicated that. The same thing should go into your personal life. Uh, my wife, I have to, I mean, I'm telling her constantly, like, I'm leaving on this day. I'm going to be back. I have a team dinner here at this time, that time. 
Because if not, I believe uh, we just celebrated 22 years of marriage. That thing would have ended a long time ago because nobody is putting up with that. I've been trying to get a hold of you for hours. Where have you been? Communication and setting boundaries are key. You should also be asking, how is it that your team should proceed to schedule long-term meetings for more complex issues? I don't know what size your teams are. It could be a team of two. It could be 100. It could be 1,000. But if you have the capacity, you should set up as many weekly one-on-one meetings with your key leadership around you. Your, Your key players that are around you, you should set up routine, scheduled, recurring meetings with those key players on your team. This way, it's something they can prepare for. It's something they can look forward to. They know that it's coming. This is such a time-effective tool, uh, I can't even begin to tell you. Because if they know that they're meeting with you from 2 to 3 o'clock every Friday, they should not need to bother you unless it's an emergency Monday through Thursday. You have a whole hour with me Friday from 2 to 3. You stockpile all that information, all the questions that you have for me. We're going to knock that out from 2 to 3 o'clock every single Friday. If it's an emergency, and by the way, This is how I define emergencies. You can call me 24 hours a day. Other than that, I'll talk to you Friday at 2 o'clock. This eliminates the need for people to constantly be calling you with everything that constantly comes up. Establishing boundaries will shape your life, personal and business. If you feel obligated to say yes to all the demands, your life becomes no more than a receptacle for everybody else's agenda. You can't allow that to happen. You will be the receptacle for everybody else's pursuit of success. Next thing you know, although you're the leader, guess what? You are the puppet on a string, and that is not effective and it's not sustainable. The more you simplify your commitments to support what truly matters to you, the more easily you can fulfill them without being worn out and feeling like you are uh, ineffective. Point number five. Stay away from bad distractions. This is a big one. If a distraction takes too much of your time, you will find yourself greatly behind on the work that is most important. The next thing you know, and and you've been there, I've been there, it's time to end the workday, and you're scratching your head, wondering where all the time went. You're looking back on your day. You're looking back on that list that you prepared the night before, You've, you've lined out all the critical and important and urgent and all of these things to find out you didn't even knock down half of them. So what happens? They get pushed to the next day. The list grows even further. And you're sitting there wondering, what happened? Because you were busy today. You felt really, really busy. Matter of fact, you're tired. You're ready to call it a day. And you can't figure out what it is. I, I don't know. I'm working hard. I'm putting in the hours. Let me tell you this. There is a big difference between being busy and being productive. Great leaders are productive. You now have no other recourse than to stay late. Again, to complete the looming deadline of that critical task that was left behind. Anybody ever get that email from their boss at 5? Hey, just checking in on the, uh, the task at hand. This is due at 5.30. Oh, my gosh. You're now in panic mode. You're wondering what you're going to do, and you're trying to pull a rabbit out of your hat and come through with a magic trick one more time. So get to know which distractions tend to drain too much of your time and then make every effort to avoid these distractions. 
For example, you might want to stay away from social media during the workday. Hello? Listen, I read an article recently, blew my mind, stated that the average person now spends two hours and 22 minutes a day on social media. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Two hours and 22 minutes a day. Now, I will say this with an asterisk. Unless social media is your business, this is simply ridiculous. Ridiculous. If this is you, you need to immediately set up safeguards to eliminate this. I don't care if you have to leave your cell phone in your car, in your desk, lock it, whatever you have to do. I can promise you that your goals, your personal goals, your professional goals will demand it. It's not that important. It can wait unless it is your absolute business and you're in marketing and you build social media platforms. There is no reason for it. How about email? If you're like me, you get quite a bit of email coming in each and every day. It can be daunting at times. Very attempting to manage every single one as they come through. Here's a, here's a first trick. Turn off, hit the, hit the sound button on your laptop or your computer because I don't know about you, but when I hear that email notification, ding, oh my goodness, I can't get to that thing fast enough. Well, what if it's this? Well, what if it's that? The very thing that you thought the email was going to be, it wasn't, and it's something else, but now you're intrigued, and then you open it up. Next thing you know, you just got diverted from a critical task to catch something that was maybe urgent. This is a big, big mistake. I would suggest that you keep your email window closed until you are ready to sort through your inbox. This is called prioritizing. This is called setting boundaries. This is called being in the moment. Leaving the tab open in the background, that can also be a distraction. I've been there. Each new email that comes in will make you want to veer from the task at hand. Here you are, you're on your spreadsheet. You got this masterful Excel spreadsheet. You're cranking down through the P&L. Everything is going great. Ding, you're off to the next thing. The same thing goes for uh, app notifications. This one got me early and I had to attack it quickly. You know what I'm talking about? You're working on a task. The next thing you know, your cell phone goes from a black screen and boom, it lights up with a notification. It's too tempting. And then there's something on there that you have to read. Oh my gosh, what is that? Next thing you know, it's another shiny object that you're chasing and you open it up and you veered away from that spreadsheet and that looming deadline that has to get done today. To avoid distractions, it's going to be critical that you live in very, very tight compartments of time. Be disciplined to the task at hand. Number six, never procrastinate. Your motto has to be, if it can be done today, do it today. This has got to be your golden rule if you want to make the most of your time. Procrastination is a key indicator that you are not managing your time well. If you are somebody listening and you are the one that's working on a looming deadline the day of, the night of, the moment of, it's a sure sign that you're not managing your time well. It could also be that you have uh, too much of a workload. That's possible, but that's something you're going to have to figure out. But most times you're not managing time well. The best book resource that I've ever come across regarding procrastination is a book titled Eat That Frog by the great Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy is an amazing uh, leader in his own right. 
has written numerous books uh, that I have digested over the years that have helped me significantly. Eat That Frog is the best book on procrastination. Fun title, too. So here, here's, here's kind of a summary of this book, and you should get the book for yourself for sure. Um, maybe I will reach out to Brian Tracy and try to get him on the podcast. Here's the first rule of frog eating. If you have to eat two frogs, eat the ugliest one first. Seems like a great rule, right? This is another way of saying, if you have two important tasks before you, start with the biggest one, the hardest one, the most important task first. Eat the ugliest frog first. Discipline yourself to begin immediately and then to persist until the task is complete before you go on to anything else. Think of this as a test. Treat it like a a personal challenge. Resist the temptation to start with the easier task. Now, I will tell you, there will be people that email me and disagree with that. And I've read plenty of articles about it, and I've had this debate with numerous leaders. I'm not here to tell you I'm right on everything. I'm not even telling you I'm right on this thing. There are some leaders and there are some teachers out there that will tell you to start with the easiest task first because it kind of gets the ball rolling, kind of gets the momentum going. I don't live in that world. I don't live by that philosophy. It doesn't work for me. If it works for you, great. Here's what I do know. When I get the ugliest frog out of the way first, it gives me a sense of relief and a sense of satisfaction. Now I'm looking at the other frog and the other frog just does not look so bad. When I start on the little task first, you know what I'm thinking about? I still got a mountain to climb after this one. Then I feel the pressure. Then I feel a little bit of anxiety and it affects the first task at hand to begin with. So the second rule of frog eating is if you have to eat a live frog, it doesn't pay to sit and look at it for a very long time. Don't look at the frog. You got to eat a live frog. What would be the point in looking at it, contemplating it? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this. No. The key to reaching high levels of performance and productivity is for you to develop the lifelong habit of tackling your major tasks first every morning. Eat the frog first. Eat it first. Get it done. Get it out of the way. You've got to develop a routine of eating your frog before you do anything else and without taking too much time to think about it. If you sit there and think about it, it starts playing with your psyche. Your mind is the most powerful thing that you have. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Life and death come from the power of the tongue. If you sit and look at that frog, you're going to end up talking yourself out of it. What have I gotten myself into? I can't believe my boss. They're always giving me uh, unattainable expectations. I don't know how he ever thought that I was going to get this done in this time frame. I'm not capable of doing this. Eat the frog. Don't even, Just go after it. Continually remind yourself that one of the most critical decisions you make each day is the choice of what you will do immediately and what you will do later. I want to say that again. You have to remind yourself every single day of what are the most important decisions that you're going to make each day. It is your choice and nobody else's of what you're going to do now and what you're going to do later. That's something that you have to put in tight, very tight compartments of time. Folks, I can tell you this. Time management requires discipline, a lot of planning, a very strong attitude, and the help of uh, some good tools, and there's plenty of them out there. However, I can assure you, if you get it right, 
it will definitely pay off in terms of productivity, lower stress, and a significant increase in your success. Give these tips a try. See what works for you. Your team, your peers, your leader, even your family and friends will be much happier to be around you, I can assure you, when you're composed and you're on top of things. Nobody likes the person that's scattered, always under anxiety, uh, always feeling the pressure. It bleeds out. I've caught myself doing this a lot. We have high-pressure jobs, many of us, and we allow those things to bleed out because of pressures of time and deadlines and all of these things. Give some of these tips a try. It will bring some peace and some organization and some composure to yourself, your team, and everybody around you. I do want to make a note on uh, work-life balance. This is a topic that comes up quite a bit. The balance of my career and the balance of work. Career, work, and life, very, very tough to manage. Very tough to manage, specifically as you rise up in leadership, because there's going to be more tasks given to you. And this is a subject that comes up a lot with my peer group. I, I talk about it with my mentors. I talk about it with my protégés. And I feel that the majority of people, they're on this desperate quest to achieve this utopia of balance in their lives. That might be achievable for some people. Maybe it is. However, from what I've observed in my own life, as well as the lives of very successful people that I've put myself around, is that it's not realistic. It's not attainable for ultra-successful people. This might be the time uh, where you, you are feeling depressed. Now listen, this isn't me saying that it's all work and no play. It's absolutely about me saying that if you're in a fast-paced, thriving position, that there will be times that your career will spike in its demands. It's going to happen. You know, when you get into leadership, for the most part, and as you, as you rise up in responsibility, and keep in mind, this is the very thing that you've been working towards, the, the goal that you set, the dream that you were chasing, and then you get there, there's going to be demands put on you that were never there before. So be careful what you ask for and make sure that you're preparing yourself for that journey ahead. You know, something, there's something to be said about the journey. You know, you can't just get to the top uh, they can't just place you at the top. You can't handle that. It's a progression. There's also going to be uh, times that something urgent is going to come up in your personal life, and it's going to need your fullest attention as well. I, I can, Many, many times in my personal life, if you've listened to this podcast any length of time, you know that I had sick parents. There were times that I had to abandon my job, abandon my career, and I had to run to a hospital, and I had to take care of business. For a lot of my career, I struggled with this. Even to this day, I battle it. That work-life balance. I would find myself needing to travel or maybe extend a business trip another day and feeling guilty about not being with my family. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I missed this or I missed that or, you know, what, what about, you know, Jake? You know, I, I missed the playoff game, whatever. It might, I would feel guilty. I've also experienced the opposite where I'm enjoying some personal downtime just to be thinking what I could be doing more to drive my successful career. At some point, I had to sit back and say, you've lost it. You've lost complete control. You're never happy. When you're traveling, chasing after your dream, you're unhappy. When you're home with your family uh, or doing something that you do as a hobby, 
you're miserable because you're not giving it all to your career. That's insanity. This can be a very, very tough thing to balance. Here's my advice to you. Don't try to find work-life balance. Be in the moment. Whatever that moment is, whatever that moment is that you're in, be all into that moment. If you have to extend a trip another day, if you have to work uh, after hours one day because a customer demands your attention or an employee or your boss demands your attention, don't despise it, but be in the moment. And then when you get home or you're on vacation or you're, you're involved with your hobby, shut it down. Be in the moment. Be all in on being a dad, being a mom, being a, being a spouse, being a significant other, being in the moment of what you're doing. And the same goes with your personal time. The old saying goes, you cannot serve two masters. It's absolutely true. Whatever you're doing in the moment, be in the moment. I have found this to bring the greatest joy and relief of pressure of guilt from an already very, very challenging pursuit. Listen, I hope this helps you today. It's important that you realize that neither success or failure happen by accident. This is not an accident, folks. Any success is the result of doing certain specific things over and over again. Any failure is also the result of doing certain different specific things over and over again. The law of cause and effect, it states very clearly that if you copy what successful people do, you will get the results that successful people get. It's no miracle. It's no accident. It's simply a matter of cause and effect. Be sure to take these principles today in time management. Execute them effectively to get the most out of your leadership journey. I think Jim Rohn said it best when he said, either run the day or the day will run you. I hope today's message was impactful, thought-provoking. I hope it challenges you to take control of the 24-hour allotment of time that we're all given each and every day. Remember what I said. We're all given 24 hours, and what separates the good from the great is how you spend your time. I really appreciate you investing time to make the champion form a part of your pursuit to success. If this podcast is adding value to your journey, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and review it. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also follow me on social media at the Champion Forum. Email us. We want the emails. The emails have been coming in uh, very nicely. A lot of questions coming in, a lot of thought-provoking leaders out there, a lot of leaders jumping into new roles. We want to hear from you. What questions do you have? How can we be a better resource for you? Let us know how the content has helped you. Uh, You can let us know of any additional resources that we can help you with. Make sure also that you go to our website at thechampionform.com. There is where you're going to find show notes. You can review, uh, you can incorporate these into your personal strategy. You can share them with your team. Uh, Get that tablet out. Go through these again. Uh, We have thought-provoking questions that are uh, lined up with the content of each episode that will help you dive deeper into your quest of going after this topic at hand. So listen, from all of us at Champion Forum, you got to remember this. You've been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.